Hey, this is Garland Bilbo, and I just want to thank you for joining us tonight. We're going to have a wonderful time, and uh, I, want to, I want to start off and just uh, begin to encourage you in the things that God has for you. A lot of us, we, we, um, we're looking at the things that are taking place in this world, but what we need to keep our eyes on is what Jesus says. And when we focus on Him, everything begins to turn out right. You know, the world, the world will give you all kinds of information. The only really information that we need is from the Word of God. Now, I know we need to maintain and we need to live in this world and all of that. I'm not negating and saying put your head in a hole somewhere. But after everything is said and done, it's His Word that prevails in our life. And when we focus on Him and let Him become first in our life, then he, he begins to guide us through every situation, every circumstance that we might face in this world. I want to read to you just a little bit from Mark chapter 4. And uh, these are parables that Jesus is talking about here. And I want to start with verse 12. That seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest at any time they should be converted and their sins should be forgiven them. You know, a lot of times in this world, in the situations that we see in this world, whether, whether we're in hard times or in good times, there are many people that see, they, they hear, but they're not able to perceive what God's saying to them. The enemy comes in to blind us. The enemy comes into our life to keep us from moving forward with God and realizing who we are as a child of God. And, it's, and it goes on to verse 13, it says, and he said unto them, Know ye not this parable, and how then will ye know all parables? The sower soweth the word, and these are they that by the wayside where the word of God is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. You know, every time we hear the word of God, it, it comes into our heart. But if we're not watching, the enemy will come along and steal that word from us before it gets rooted in our heart. In reality, if he steals it before it gets rooted in our heart, it's as almost that the word has never gotten to us. We have heard it, but we don't perceive it. We don't understand it. And these, verse 16 says, and these are like, uh, like they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness and have no root in themselves. And so endured, not for a time, oh, but for a time afterward, when afflictions or persecutions ariseth for the world's sake, immediately are they offended. You know, it's interesting how that many people can have the word and have received the word but because that word has not grown roots in their heart, in their soul, that when the world afflictions come, they're offended. And I find that today in, in our society that there are even believers because the word is not deep in their heart. And many people have been in church for years, but hasn't allowed the word of God to take root in their life. And therefore... It's not first and foremost when afflictions come. So for us as believers, we have to allow the Word of God to grow. Mm -hmm. Let the root 
of mm. the word get into our soul that, that when the winds begin to come, it doesn't blow over the word. It doesn't remove the word. Satan can't steal the word when it's rooted. Verse 18 says, And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of the things entering in, choke the word, and it becometh unfruitful. You know, our life needs to become fruitful, not just in a world system, but our life needs to become fruitful as a re result of the Word of God in us. That, in other words, we need to begin to produce out of our life what the Word of God proclaims for us. We need to be long-suffering. We need to have tenderness, kindness, gentleness working in our heart to our neighbors, to other believers, to people that are in this world so they can get a glimpse of who Jesus is. Verse 19, and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of, of things entering in. In other words, if we're not purging ourselves from things that should not be there, then those things could actually choke the word of God out of our life. And then we wake up one day and say, how in the world did I get here? What happened? I was following God. I, I was rejoicing in what God was doing in my life, but now I find myself in a dry place or I feel like that I'm isolated from God. It's not that God has walked away from you. It's that you've allowed things to choke out the word in your life, and now as a result of the word being choked out, you feel that, that you're far away from God. Mm. So the the... the the remedy for this is to allow the Word of God to get in us, allow it to grow, and to take charge of our own lives that we're not allowing things to choke out the Word of what we're studying, what we're hearing. The Word tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Verse 20 says, And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the Word, and receive it, and bring forth fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some a hundred. You know, when, when we're producing what God has planted in our heart, and we're producing the fruit from that, then when people come along and they take a piece of our life, if you will, a moment that we're sitting there sharing with someone, having a conversation on the telephone and ministering to someone, they should be able to taste of the fruit that's coming out of our life, that we're not stirring people in the wrong direction, but we're stirring people to get closer to God and allow God to work in their life. I hope this is making sense, and I hope that what we have here to say today is going to challenge each and every one of us to draw closer to God and to allow God to work deep inside of our heart that we become so fruitful in our life that when we're sharing our life with others, either in time or working with someone or in school with someone 
or wherever it might be. It might be just you bump into someone in the grocery store and the fruit that comes out of your life encourages <laughs> someone else. <clears throat> so I want, to, I want to encourage you to get into the Word of God. Allow the Word to be the primary source of communication that comes into your life. We, we, we understand and we see a lot of things that's going on. And we flip the news on. We flip the television on. we got internet. We've got all kinds of things coming into our life. And it's bombarding us. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, all these things are bombarding us. That should not be the primary source of information uh -oh. that we're getting. The primary source of information should be coming from the Word of God. Yes. What does the Word say? And how can I, in the midst of any storm that I'm going through, be successful and walking through it? It's allowing God to walk with you as you're going through it. And He will guide you. He will direct you. And remember this. He will never leave you nor forsake you. If you feel distant from God... It wasn't God walking away. More than likely, we have allowed things to come into our life either to steal the word, either to choke the word out, and we haven't done our part to stay in right relationship with him by protecting the word in our life and letting it to grow roots in our life so that we can be strong in his word and in the power of his might. You know, Bev, I think that many times in, in our world we allow things to come in that interfere with what we desire and where we want to go with God. Mm -hmm. And so today I, I just think that uh, it's a good day to get closer to God. Amen. I think every day is a good every day, day. That's to right. get closer to mm -hmm. Him. And there's times that we have to discipline ourselves mm. to do what we need to do to get close to him. It's very much a lifestyle of discipline, yeah, because when the issues of life come in, our tendency is that we want to, you know, make excuses and focus on the problems, but it takes a lifestyle of, of discipline. But, you know, every relationship you are in takes work and effort, whether it's with friends, whether it's with just family members, whether it's in a marriage, and in your relationship with God, it takes work. It takes an effort. But, you know, if you want something bad enough, you're willing to do the work to make it happen. Yeah, you're willing to pay the price. That's right. If you want something bad enough. You know, I think that in our life we have so many different resources at hand that we can actually begin to learn from uh, people's lives that have studied the Word and allow the Word to get inside of them. And uh, today we have a... A special guest with us. Yeah. And uh, we're going to be talking a little bit here and discussing some things, but we also have some some products that uh, my father-in-law had put together and have written and and sermons that he's preached. And uh, so anyway, we're gonna we're gonna go into to that. So if you want to yes, introduce it, our guest, I sure do. Um, it is my honor to have come. I feel so blessed to have been come from a ministry family. What a great legacy and, um, and great heritage. And my husband also came from a very godly 
uh, background and ministry within his heritage, and it's just awesome to see that happen. And I know that may not be the story for everybody, but that has been our story. And God has blessed us with that. And, you know, I've never lived in a time where everybody, everybody says, tell your story. you got to tell your story. And I'm talking yeah. a little bit about my story right now. And um, I, my father was a world-renowned minister of the gospel, a very successful, thriving pastor. He led an amazing ministry. From the time that I was a little girl, five years old, when we moved to New Orleans, the church was running about 100 to 120 people. And then we lost almost all those people in that first year because they were transferred with the businesses they worked with, transferred to other places. But God began to replenish and other new people started coming in. And over a period of time, that church grew to over 6,000 in attendance. And we had so many church services. We had so much ministry that came forth. And while there are so many that uh, have honored and esteemed my father through the years for his ministry, my uh, testimony is not just about him, but it's about my mother. Because uh, she was a very active pastor's wife. She's very talented musically. And uh, she worked with the orchestra and the music department at the church for many years, different groups, quartets, trios, choirs, uh, everything that needed, you know, uh, practices and rehearsals she worked with and taught piano lessons, etc. But she has been a, a, a very supportive wife to my dad and an active pastor's wife, but she is also a minister of the gospel, and she is the one who led me to the Lord. And for that, I am ever grateful. And so tonight, it's our privilege to have her here with us. Now, she wants to talk. We asked her what did she want to talk about on the broadcast tonight. And she said, well, let's talk a lot about some of Dad's um, ministry products. And let me just go ahead and say from the beginning, as we begin to talk about these, if you would like to make a donation, she'll let us know the prices of uh, donations uh, that, for various uh, items. But you can make a donation in through our ministry, through our website, and we're going to send that money directly to her ministry offices, which are located right now in uh, Branson, Missouri. And, um, and she also has a, a ministry that she's handling from here in Louisiana. And she's the ripe young age of 85 years of age. And two years ago, she released this uh, beautiful CD. I know you can't really see it right now very close, up close, but it's called Virginia's Instrumental Melodies. I um, have been had the opportunity to be a part of some of that with her as were both of my brothers. We each worked with her in different aspects regarding uh, getting this put together. But it's a tremendous uh, anointed music CD. And it's also available on iTunes. You can get it there, Virginia Gorman. And you can get that ministry there. And it will bring peace, fill the very atmosphere of your home with that. She also finished writing a book last year that we believe is going to be finished, all of the production for that. Um, our goal is to have it ready before Christmas, and there's a lot of excitement about that, but we're going to tell you more about that on another broadcast because you will want to get that for your family and your children and your grandchildren, etc. But we're going to turn this to my mom right now, 
and just let her take her liberty to share as she feels to share. And we have copies of some of the items right here, and we'll, we'll talk about those together in a little bit, but I'm going to let her introduce them. And um, so, Mother? Well, it's a pleasure to be with you all today. It's a pleasure to be here. I thank you for including me in the webcast today. And I am happy to say that my husband wrote some wonderful books, as well as his pulpit ministry. One of the books I want to mention is The Master Mentor. And The Master Mentor is the Holy Spirit. But you know, we have some, uh, master, uh, some mentors in our history. The NBA uh, coach, Phil Jackson, mentored Michael Jordan, who became one of the well, uh, most well-known and uh, revered, I guess I could say, basketball players of our time. Uh, and also, I was thinking of uh, Ann Sullivan, a lady who mentored Helen Keller. Helen Keller was blind, deaf, and mute. And because Ann Sullivan became her mentor and brought her along and taught her Helen Keller was so successful in her lifetime. She became a world-famous author and speaker because of a mentor. You and I need a mentor in our lives. And the Holy Spirit is the one that my husband said in his book, The Master Mentor, is the one that we need most of all. I've heard him say so many times when he was preaching my best friend is the Holy Spirit. He loved God the Father, Jesus the Son, our Savior, but he also loved the Holy Spirit. And in this book, he explains why we need the, uh, the uh, mentor. But in the Bible, we're told of Moses who mentored Joshua. Moses, we know, was the one who received the Ten Commandments. But Joshua went on and he led the children of Israel and, and had great conquerors. And we're just so thankful for those in the Bible, like Elijah. He is considered the most uh, wonderful prophet in the Bible. He mentored Elisha. Elisha went on to receive a double portion of what Elijah had, the anointing that he had. And we have uh, so many that we can look back and remember people who were great warriors for the Lord, and but we need to be those warriors today. We need to take the place and take our place in uh, being a mentor to others. In this book, I want to go ahead and mention there are mentioned the nine spiritual gifts. There are three gifts that are called the revelatory gifts, and they reveal something. That is the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and the discerning of spirits. Then there are three gifts that are uh, the gifts of power. They do something. That's faith, the power of healing, gift of healing, and the gift of miracles. And then there are three other of the nine spiritual gifts that are considered inspirational gifts. And those are the gifts that say something. That's prophecy, the gift of tongues, and interpretation. Well, in this book, over in the book, I guess halfway through, 
my husband tells, uh, has a whole chapter about each one of these gifts. And I would like to mention one testimony that he gave about how he was used with the word of knowledge. I'm sorry, the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. Uh, he gives a lot of illustrations in there, but I will only mention one. When years ago, when he was youth director for the Assemblies of God in the state of Louisiana, he was uh, responsible to conduct youth camps. And at one of those camps he had rented was near Minden, Louisiana. And at that camp, there was a lake nearby. And God spoke to him through the word of knowledge and gave him the word of wisdom of what to do. God said, tonight, some of this uh, group of the people are planning to go swimming in the lake. <laughs> well, that was totally against the rule there. And uh, he knew that that if they did that, we would be in serious trouble, and they'd probably post his name in the, in the newspaper the next day on the news that night saying that they had uh, broken the rules. So God spoke to him and said, tonight, after the church service is finished, put on your clothing all black so that people can't see you very well. Go down and lay down on one of the picnic tables and take your big five-cell flashlight with you. And when they come, you jump up and shout and, sh and shine that light in their eyes and frighten them. Well, he, he obeyed. <laughs> and he went down and lay down on that table. And after a while, he heard giggles and whispers and people coming. He heard footsteps. And here they were, the whole group of them coming to go swimming, they thought. And when they got a little close, he jumped up and shined that light in their faces and hollered red loud at them. And they went scooting back, running back up the, uh, to their cabins. But God protected him through the gift of the word of knowledge and wisdom. <laughs> and almost all of the chapters, he gives a personal illustration that's the only one I will mention. But I know that... Uh, the closing statement in the book I would like to read. He says, "How, oh, how we need to cry out to God until the church of our day is wholly filled and flooded with the Spirit himself, deluged, soaked, saturated, submerged in the glory of God, and totally reformed and transformed by his mighty power. We're not waiting on God. He's waiting on us. Mm. That's one of the ministry products I brought. You know, this book uh, is a tremendous book, and uh, it's something that can teach you of the Holy Spirit if you're curious about the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> one of the chapters in here is on fasting and fueling the fire. And uh, you can look at that, read it, and, and it encourages you to start moving into what... Paul begins to speak to uh, Timothy and tells him to stir up the flames that are inside of him. You know, we have to stir the spirit up. The spirit is there available for us, and we can move in the gifts of the spirit, but until we begin to stir these things up and begin to search them out. Yeah. And you know, you can look at uh, many people's lives and see the experiences they've had in <laughs> life. That's what we have throughout the Bible. 
But there are men and women of God that, that we have seen in our lifetime that have encountered the Holy Spirit and have moved themselves into a relationship with Him. And when you hear the stories that have taken place in their life, it does challenge you. Mm. It does stir some things inside of you. Yes. I, uh, I was fortunate to, to go uh, to y'all's church. I guess I was about eight years old when we started going. And, and one of the things that, uh, that was the conversation was the healings that were taking place in services and, and the, the moving of the Holy Spirit. And uh, people begin to come, church begin to grow. And, yes. and it wasn't a service that, that, uh, that went by that, that God didn't show up That's right. and do some miraculous things. And so exactly. what you have in this book is a, uh, an accumulation of, of a life that um, invited the Holy Spirit in to work in and through his life. And... Uh, so I would I would encourage each of you that if you don't have this that um, that you would uh, order this today with a donation, and uh, we'll get that to you. And I promise you, you'll enjoy it. The Master Mentor. Every one of us need the Holy Spirit working in our life, and He guides us, He directs us. You know, especially the times that we're living in today. Amen. You know, um, the Holy Spirit uh, will protect us. He will guide us and direct us. You know, there, in our world, as crazy as it is, if we have the Holy Spirit, he could forewarn us of a place that we may go to on a regular basis, and he, he will nudge us or talk to us and say, you don't need to go there right now. Right. And later find out that there were some issues that were taking place in that region or in that area. So the Holy Spirit is not just for a church service. The Holy Spirit is for our life. And I think today we need more of the Holy Spirit than ever before. Amen. Amen. I believe it. I believe it. And a minister friend of ours told me recently, that's the best book I've ever read about the Holy Spirit. It could be a textbook. In fact, it is a textbook. Uh, we received a, an order a few weeks ago to send some to a Bible college that were using this. It could be used as Sunday school class uh, material curriculum. It can be used in home Bible studies. It can be used just for individuals. It's a, it has a wealth of wisdom and understanding in it. Yeah, in the experience, just the life experiences with the Holy Spirit is tremendous in this book. You can see the wisdom that comes out in the writing and, and uh, how it can impart into people's lives. You know, I think it's neat that it's a uh, a textbook in uh, Bible college. Amen. And there may be somebody watching today that they have a, a Bible college or you have a college in your church. This would be a great curriculum for you uh, to use in your, in your studies. But right. if you don't have a college, if you're just an individual, yeah. it would be a great book for you. And if you're purchasing, you know, and you're saying, I would like these for my small group, for my Bible study, for my Bible college, whatever it might be, um, when you write in and let us know about that, we will be able to give you a discounted yeah, price yes, yes. Um, when people purchase it in quantity of 10 or more, uh, just like it, when bookstores purchase them to sell them. They sell it at a discounted rate when people purchase it in quantities of 10 or more. You know, um, one thing that Dad was known for was, number one, his compassion. He was mm -hmm. one of the most compassionate men that ever walked the face of this earth. He was a phenomenal 
communicator and preacher, just powerful. But he was known for his relationship with the Holy Spirit. And he was considered a pastor to pastors. And one of the things that he would challenge pastors is to always keep the Holy Spirit alive and flowing in your ministry and in your services. And and people would come to the church, not just for the pastor's conferences that dad hosted, but just for services. Pastors would come from everywhere, even from overseas, because they wanted to witness and see and experience the flow of the Holy Spirit that flowed through dad. I mean, miracles. I can remember as a little girl, um, you know, uh, a lady, the first time that it happened that a lady's blind eyes were open in our building on Elysian Fields through dad's ministry. And God had given him dream of the whole situation before it ever happened happened and then she came in and I will never I'll never forget when she began to talk about the color on his tie because she had not seen for many years she had lost her sight and so she knew the colors but she hadn't been able to see anything and all of a sudden the Lord healed her and it was just a phenomenal and so um, like Garland was saying we we buy books you hear us a lot of times as we minister refer to people like uh, Smith Wigglesworth a lot of what we love about Smith Wigglesworth's ministry and John G. Lake's ministry is reading the testimonies of what happened and as mother said in this book you know, there are examples in every chapter of some of the millions of ways God used dad for, for the miracles to flow through his life. He was, he, his ministry extended around the world. You know, uh, I know there was a Bible college in Africa that was named after him because they were so blessed by his ministry. And so um, I encourage you to get it. It's going to lift you. It's going to encourage you to read it personally. And then those of you that are in a position where you have the opportunity to teach and share with others, get that. I know that we are in August. And honestly, before you know it, Christmas is going to be here. So, you know, so you may even want to consider that as well. Um, they, they have a website, MarvinGorman.com, but we're uh, making these available through our website at PraiseChurchOfLouisiana.com, and you'll see that that's throughout the broadcast put up on our screen. Write that information down, or you can write us here in the comments, or you can write us a private message and let us know how we can get these materials in your hands to be a blessing to you. Amen. I would like to go back just for a moment to the fact that he had that dream concerning the lady who would come in blind. He had written it down and took that uh, with him to the pulpit. And that night that she came in the service Hmm. and came forward to be prayed for, he knew all he had to do was follow his dream. But in the dream, God had said, and she will look she will look at your eyes and say, What beautiful brown eyes. Mm-hmm. And she'll look at your necktie and touch it and she'll say, What a beautiful blue necktie. And so the night that she was there, <laughs> he said, I thought she said, Your eyes are so beautiful. And he said, I looked in and I said, Do I have on a blue tie? <laughs> and he said, God even knew that I had on a blue tie that night. Mm. That's just so a little awesome. funny thing, but it's how mm-hmm. God moves. Yeah. He's concerned about the particulars, right. and he worked that out. Right. But uh, Master Mentor, uh, the, it's priced at $21.99, but you can have it for $20. And if you order it in multiples, of, if you order 10 or more, 
Uh, you can have it for $15 each. And uh, I have another book. May I go ahead and yes, mention this book? Yes, please do. This book is Conquer Your Past Through Inner Healing. I know you can't see it very well. Just take my word for it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we all have weaknesses in our lives. You may not want to admit it, but we all, we, we are a product of circumstances and choices. And we've all been hurt by someone. I've said many times, and I know I'm right, everyone has something <laughs> to pray about. Mm -hmm. The devil fights all of us, doesn't he? But, you know, as we uh, look back on our lives, some of us have held a grudge, maybe, since our childhood. We need to turn it loose. We need to give it to God. And we need to forgive people. You know, when you don't forgive, you're not hurting that person. You're hurting your spiritual progress. And that's so important. God said that if I don't forgive other people, he won't forgive me. And in another scripture said, if I don't forgive people, he won't even hear my prayers. That's frightening. Yeah. But in this book, Conquer Your Past Through Inner Healing, it's, because, it's as we're healed in our spirit, in our soul, in our very being, that we can be uh, forgiven, that we can be victorious in the Lord. And, and we can see that the damage that's been done to us, it doesn't amount to that much anymore when we look at what Christ endured. He went through a lot more than you and I have gone through. But yet, when he was on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Can you do that? Can I do that? This book will help you to plow through some of your battles that you have. God is the great conqueror, and he can give you healing from your past. He can help you to forget some of those things. Or maybe you still remember them, but they're so insignificant because today I'm trying to help this person, and I want to, I want to be a blessing to others. I don't want anything to stand in the way of me being productive and, and uh, a witness for the Lord. Amen. And I, I feel like those of you who are listening, that's the way you feel. So I really recommend this book. And as I told you about the other one, this one is marked 1699, but it's 15. And then Bev mentioned my, my uh, piano album, or CD, rather. My husband almost begged me to record my piano music, and I did before he left this world. And then I finally got it produced. And um, I'm thankful that God gave me a desire when I was young. Started playing the piano when I was 13, and now I'm 85. <laughs> but the Lord has uh, helped me and blessed me that I could encourage other people to learn to play the piano. I could encourage people to sing. And I taught our three children to sing. They all sing solos. They all they sing together as a trio, trio and I love to hear them. <laughs> But uh, I want you to know that this book can be a blessing to you. It's not what he learned from reading someone else's book, but it's what God taught him, how to turn it over to God and let God give him victory. 
You may have something you want to add to that. I want to. I want to talk just me and you right now. All right. Just for a let's, moment. let's just talk. With all the years of ministry experience that you have had, um, seeing people's lives changed and and then counseling with people, do you find that unforgiveness may be the biggest issue that people uh, deal with in their life? I definitely do. So as the enemy comes into, as the word says, steal, kill, and to destroy, mm -hmm. one of the ways that, that he's very successful in this is causing people to be offended. And they carry that offense. And then that offense drops down in their heart. They begin to hold a grudge. And then unforgiveness is developed in that. That's right. So... In, in your experience in ministry, what do you find is the best way to deal with unforgiveness? Well, the Lord had to teach me because there was a time I went through a difficult, very trying time. And the Lord showed me that I wasn't hurting that other person. That it was hindering me from being in right relationship with the Lord. Because, you know, sometimes when you start to pray for someone else who has hurt you, you'd like to just choke them a little bit or you'd like <laughs> to slap them because they deserve it. <laughs> but one, my husband said that one night in a service, God spoke to him and said, I want you to forgive those people who have hurt you. And he said, Lord, I have forgiven them. I've prayed for them. I have forgiven them. And the Lord said to him in response to that, he said, but you need to make them your friends. And he said, Lord, they don't want to be my friends. And God said, and you need to pray that they will be blessed. And Marvin said, but Lord, they're not worthy to be blessed. <laughs> They've been wrong. And God spoke again to him in his spirit and said, it's up to me to judge them, not you. And he said, if you will pray that I will bless them, then it's up to me to deal with them so that then they can be blessed and I can answer your prayer. Well, that's a powerful lesson to learn. I don't want those people who have hurt me, I don't want them to go to hell. I don't want them to suffer. I don't want them to get COVID. I don't want them to be hurt because I have learned to forgive. So, in forgiveness, um, would you say that forgiveness is for you as the individual more so than it is for the one that has caused the problem? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They don't even know I'm praying for them until, you know, unless God shows them. Yeah. You know, I find that, that many people struggle with unforgiveness. That's right. And... Um, you know, in reality, it's, it's really not hurting the person that you're not forgiving. You're holding grudges, you're holding things against people, but it's really hurting you. Yes. You know, they're going to go along with, in their life and do what they're wanting to do and go where they want to go and live how they want to live. But as a believer, for us to have our sins forgiven, the word is very clear. It says that we need to forgive those that have trespassed against us so our Heavenly Father will forgive us of our trespasses. Amen. 
So our trespasses of being forgiven, forgiven is, is uh, based upon us forgiving others. So, so I think the, the area here we need to ask ourselves the question is, is, is it worth me jeopardizing eternity oh. to hold offense or to hold unforgiveness oh. about, against people? Now, you know, I, I, I believe there's a fine line between trust and forgiveness. And I think people need to... Um, prove themselves uh, trustworthy. You can forgive and turn loose of things and let them work out their stuff, but you don't have to be bound uh, by unforgiveness. It's, it's important for us as believers. The second chapter in this book of Conquering Your Past is on repentance and forgiveness. Repentance through forgiveness. You know, in our life, we, whether we feel like it or not, because we have chosen to not forgive, that's something we need to repent of. Amen. To turn loose of so that we can be in right relationship with God. I, I, I've said this statement a few times, and, and hopefully this doesn't offend anybody, but I'm not going to hell for anybody. I'm not going to hell because I have held on to something that somebody has done to me or against me. It's better for me to turn it loose mm. and to forgive that person Amen. than to jeopardize yes, my eternal life with yes, God. Amen. Right. Now, when, when, when we're out of this world, when we depart from this world, we're going we're gonna to stand before the Lord in, on Judgment Day. And he's going to say either, well done, my good and faithful servant, or depart from me, I never knew you. Now, I, I don't want that second comment made Amen. to right. me. And I don't want that second comment made to my loved ones. So as a believer, we really need to teach people that it's not worth holding on to. It's, right. it's, not, it's not worth jeopardizing your future. And many people think, I wonder why God's not answering my prayers. Why is he not hearing what I'm asking? It could be because we're holding on to unforgiveness. And our greatest example, of course, is Jesus. Yeah. He forgave, and he went through a lot more than you and I have gone through. We've never been faced with the things that Jesus was. Yeah. He was hated and despised. But he was our great example in forgiveness. So we can take these two books and kind of merge them together a little bit because I think they overlap some. But the Holy Spirit will help you get to the place that you can turn loose of unforgiveness. That's right. That's right. And many times it's going to take the Holy Spirit to help us have the boldness and the courage and the understanding of how to turn it loose and how to let it go. You know, Brother Bilbo, um, another, the other product that I brought that my hus- for my husband's ministry, and you certainly can't see this because it's so tiny, but this is a flash drive with 50 of his sermons that have been digitally remastered. Now, I learned how to say that, even though I'm 85. But anyway, 
one of the sermons on here, and I love to listen to them. I can still hear his anointed preaching, and I listen on my computer to him preaching. And But one of the sermons on there is what you just mentioned, how to deal with offenses. And he heard the devil's, uh, the devil's cohorts, demons, one time that 13 of them came into his room when he was very sick. And one of them said to another one, or said to the whole group, I guess, I wasn't in there, I didn't see them or hear them, but he could hear them talking. And one of them said, I know how to stop that revival because he said, where there's unity, we can't stop it, but if we'll bring offense, we can stop that revival. And you mentioned offenses a while ago, and that's very, very real. Yeah. And, but one of the sermons on there is how to deal with offenses. Another one is, if God be for us, who can be against us? The key to walking in victory and then becoming more than conquerors. There's a whole series about the blessed assurance that God's with us through. I didn't write all of that down, but um, I, I recommend this. And for this, I'll go ahead, if it's okay, and tell mm-hmm. what we've done with this. Mm-hmm. Instead of selling this, the way I'm offering it is if anyone would like to give a donation to the Foundation for Human Helps, or you can make it to this church, however your, uh, your advertisement is on this program. But if you give a donation of $100, you can get tax credit for giving that, but also I will give you a gift of one of these flash drives of 50 sermons, which it's quick for you to figure it out. That would be like $2 a sermon. So it's a very good bargain for you, but it's not just a bargain. It will be a ministry to you. And then uh, I'll just finish up with the pricing. My uh, CD of my piano music is $10. So the prices are $10, $15, and $20, or a $100 donation. So that's that's all my advertising now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not just advertising. It's, you know, as pastors, we have people come to us and they'll say, Pastor, do you recommend this book or that book or the other book? Or maybe they'll say, hey, I was listening to this or I was reading that. And, and sometimes we kind of almost panic because there's a lot of material out there. But some things is not based upon the word of God. Some things are not doctrinally sound. And, and of course... As my husband started off tonight talking about from Mark chapter 4, he was reading and uh, focusing there and talking about the importance of getting in the Word, studying the Word, because the Word will sustain you. But we also frequently like to read and listen to additional materials. And we're here to tell you that these materials, you know, you can bank on them. They are doctrinally sound. They are scripturally based. And they're going to encourage your life. I wanted to um, read to you some of the chapter titles in this one. And let me just tell you this about Conquer Your Past Through Inner Healing. Let me just say this. This book has been greatly in demand, as many of Dad's other products have been. And sometimes we can't keep them in hand. I know that if people are ordering these in quantity, we will need to get some more printed. But we can do that. 
I we can, can get, get them, them printed. I can get them within a few days. Okay, so we could get them for you if you're interested in them. We don't have a lot on hand at the moment, but we would need to know when you are ready to order them. You need to let us, let us I'm just making you aware, you need to give us a little bit of time. But let me tell you, they're focusing, um, a lot of the conversation tonight has been focusing on the um, aspect of forgiveness, which as, as was shared, it's vital and necessary. But I want to read a, a couple of the other titles in here that I think are phenomenal that I really believe in my spirit. Some of you watching need to hear about these. Um, fear, perfect love casts out fear. If there's ever been a time people are dealing with fear, it's now. Amen. And there is a chapter in here, and our dad does have a book on fear. Uh, I've also written a book on fear. We got a lot of ministry materials out there on that topic, but we want you to know in this book, this covers several chapters, and it, one of them is perfect love casts out fear. Another one is working out your salvation. You know, the minute we accept Jesus Christ, it doesn't mean everything about us is going to be uh, just right and just so. It means that if the Lord comes, we're going to make it to heaven and we've made the right choice. But then there's a process we go through of working out our salvation. So it deals with that, you know. And I'd rather for the Holy Spirit to deal with those topics in my life than somebody to come up to me and tell me, you know, you got sin in your life because of this and that and the other thing. And sometimes that's how... Some of the um, old timers used to do it that way, but uh, we don't do it that way. We want the Holy Spirit to show you. And so that's, that's going to help with that. But it also deals with the power of healthy soul ties and the dangerous power of ungodly soul ties. Wow. We talk about this a lot of times on our broadcast and in our ministry that who you are aligned with will either determine your success or your demise, your defeat, your destruction. And we can, soul ties are not only referenced about sexual activity and engagement, that is one way people develop soul ties, but people can develop soul ties with people they, that they've never had any sexual interaction with, but that they have opened up their soulish nature and emotions to and become unhealthily aligned. I don't know if that's a word unhealthily, but you know what I mean. But uh, to be unhealthily aligned in a relationship. And so there's some teaching in this book that's going to deal with those topics of the dangerous power of ungodly soul ties, also the power of healthy soul ties and the truth about generational curses, how to fight through oppression, and exposes the descent into depression. So Christ has provided victory for us. The joy of the Lord is our strength. But the enemy comes in, you know, Mother was saying a while ago, a lot of us have dealt with rejections. We've dealt with depression, but we haven't been crucified on a cross. As she said, we haven't been through what Christ went through. He went through the, the worst, and yet he forgave. And so we have the ability to forgive through Christ. On our own, we can't do that. But through Christ, we can forgive others for the wrongdoings that they have imposed upon us. But when you have the Word of God and you have a relationship with God and a relationship with the Holy Spirit, the Master Mentor, 
when you have those relationships, he will speak to you. I, I believe it was Garland said a while ago that he will forewarn you. He, the Holy Spirit causes us to be forearmed for every battle we will ever engage in our life. So, because God destined us to triumph and to win in the midst of every adverse situation. God's on your side. And, and this um, sermons, I, we were listening today. We had to drive and run some errands. And we were listening to sermons today. $2 a sermon. That's just nothing. And so... Um, well, and really, that's a gift. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a, a gift, gift for a donation. But, but, and it, so, would, but it would be equal to $2. Exactly. Exactly. And so we encourage you to get the flash drive. And, and you'd be a blessing to my mom. She's carrying on uh, the legacy of dad's ministry, as are his children and some of his grandchildren are, you know, already young as they are trying to step into those, uh, you know, right. lines. And we're carrying on the legacy. That's our desire for you. I know that you hear us talk a lot about family. In fact, the new project that my mom, we hopefully will have released by Christmas, is on how to reach your family and how to minister to your family. It's going to be a powerful tool to be used to minister to others. And so we... Uh, we, we're just wanting to make available and to expose to you some of these tools that, are, uh, that, that my parents have put together. My mother's got a book on, called Nuggets of Gold. There's just a lot of information you can find on their website. There's a lot of their detailed uh, uh, things in their store there at marvingorman.com. But, um, it, and then if you want to order, you can order through uh, praisechurchoflouisiana.com and be a blessing to my mom as she carries on the legacy of dad's ministry. We're so glad you've been here with us this evening. Well, thank you. We're, we're going to have you again. And, and you have so much of the word in you, so much wisdom in you, things to share. Aside from, I know tonight we were focused on talking about a lot of dad's uh, ministry tools that are available, but we're going to have you on different times and let you just share your heart on things that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and, and be a blessing to those in our viewing audience. And I would just like to say that although my husband wasn't perfect, we're, none of us are perfect. Jesus was the only one. But I was so privileged to be able to walk life's journey with him for more than 61 years. Wow. And I am blessed. Amen. 61 years. Wow. That's awesome. That's right. Mm. That's awesome. What a, what a uh, testimony in itself. Mm -hmm. A marriage, 61 years. Yes. You know, today's society, um, people go through marriages like uh, they're changing clothes almost. You know, <laughs> but to have a to have a marriage to make such a commitment, and uh, I think there's a, a lot of people afraid to make commitments today. Uh, we we go into jobs thinking it's not going to last long. We go into apartments and. Uh, want to sign a six-month lease instead of long-term. We don't want to do a lot of different things. And one of, the, one of the sad things is it carries over into marriages. And people don't want to make commitments the way that they need to. You know, we're in this thing for the long haul. Amen. And I think family is very, very important. And how we, how we live our life is important in reflecting into our children and into our grandchildren. We need to instill in their lives 
by what they see in our life, that they can make it no matter what. Amen. And I think in the times that we're living in, we have a great opportunity to show, not just talk to our children, but to show our children, show our family that God is on our side and He mm -hmm. cares about us. You know, I want to I want to challenge you if you're watching Facebook right now and you're saying, you know, I want I want that book. Uh, just uh, give us a thumbs up or give us a comment saying, hey, I'd love to have a master mentor book where I can study that and uh, begin to glean from his experiences and be able to grow in my life uh, a relationship with the Holy Spirit. I think one of the greatest relationships you can have is a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Yes. Especially in the times that we're living in, we need him. Amen. If you're dealing with unforgiveness, if you're dealing with offenses, you need the Holy Spirit in your life to help you overcome those things. Amen. The Bible tells us offenses will come. Mm. And then it goes and says, but woe to them that bring them. Mm. You know, so it's not your job to have to go back and defend yourself. Let the Holy Spirit defend you. Let God defend you. And uh, he's the best defense you can have. You know, so if you will, make a, a comment in Facebook and and let us know if you're interested in that book or Conquer Your Past. I think the two of those together would be great books to order. And then 50 messages of, I'm telling you, power, Holy Ghost, preaching uh, on a uh, flash drive here, USB flash drive. You can plug it into your car. You can put it in your computer. And uh, you will be blessed with the messages that are there. We want to pray with you before we, we leave this broadcast this evening. It's great to see so many friends that have tuned in. And I know that some of you have tuned in in support of my mom, like um, Steve McKnight. But he does watch our broadcast a lot of times and interjects sold, and shares. And He has sold more than two cases of these books. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And he was writing on here how that it's a textbook for ministers and for people to glean from on the topic of the Holy Spirit and, and right. encouraging that and... We appreciate it so much. And um, um, Lolly, it's so good to see you on there. We love you and your family so much. And there's there's just many on here. I won't have time to mention everybody, and I don't see everybody's names. I just see a few of them, but some of you that I haven't connected with in a long time, and uh, friends from Golden Meadow and just various places, Mary Brown from up in um, Missouri, Illinois area. Uh, we're glad to have you with us. and. As we go this evening, we just want to remind you, we'll be back on at 7 o'clock tomorrow night with another powerful teaching, dealing with the prophetic flow and God working in our lives. Uh, Bethany and Joshua will be with us again tomorrow night, and it's going to be wonderful. Um, I don't know if you saw the, the um, countdown at the opening of the broadcast, but we had a lot of our announcements of upcoming events. We are going to be hosting a couple of special meetings meetings the first uh, part of September. At each of our locations, we're going to be dealing with the supernatural and praying for miracles and deliverance, and we're calling them breakthrough nights. One of them will be on Tuesday night, September the 8th at our New Orleans campus at 7 o'clock, and the next one will be Wednesday night, September the 9th at our Gonzales campus 
in Gonzales, Louisiana at Praise Church of Ascension. And we know that God is going to do amazing things. And if you're unable to attend, it's okay because we're going to be bringing the ministry to you live. We're continuing to pray for so many that are struggling with COVID as well as other situations. Our God is a healer. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We are praying for our children as they've started school, uh, whether it's virtually or whether it's in person. And we just believe and decree and declare that this is going to be an amazing year. God's about to loose a phenomenal flow of the Holy Spirit and work amazing things in our lives and so and in your life as well. So pastor, would you lead us in prayer? Sure. Father, we just thank you today. Thank you for those that are tuned in. Lord, we ask you that healing would come into the lives of those that are afflicted. Yes, Father. Father, those that are suffering in their physical body, oh God, I ask you to bring healing to them. Yes, Jesus. Lord, we ask you that you'd send your Holy Spirit right now into the room of every person that's watching right now and bring peace to them. Yes, God. Bring joy in their life, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Father, I ask you, Lord, that they would overcome every obstacle, every, every area of distraction that would come against them, oh God. Father, we ask you that your Holy Spirit would begin to spark a fire within them, oh God. Father, like Paul said to Timothy, stir up the gift inside of you. Stir up this fire. Let it kindle. Let it burn. And Lord, we just ask you right now that your Holy Spirit would prompt each one of us to stir up those things in our life, Lord. Yes, Father. Move upon us today. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, we give you praise and we give you glory for it. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We love you. We're going to see you tomorrow night. We're going to have Josh and Bethany here with us again, and we're going to have a wonderful time uh, talking about the Word. It's going to be great. We love you, and we'll see you.